How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to episode four of the Raider Crusader. Is it? Is it four? Four. I'm, you know me, I'm Matt Fluker and Basketball Brad here. And yeah, we're bringing you this one straight from quarantine. We're doing it on a little Zoom call. You know, things have had to switch up as of recently due to the COVID-19 outbreak. So we're trying our best to get you a podcast. Yeah, so I think we're going to break down kind of the sports that we, the sports analysis that we do have. We'll talk about, you know, the NFL draft. We're actually going to give you a full breakdown of the first round picks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we've we haven't been able to make a podcast for a while, obviously because of the lack of sports. But um, now that we have some stuff to talk about, we'll just inform you on what we think might happen, some possible rumors and ideas of how sports seasons are going to resume. We'll give our takes on those. Um, just have a good time. Yeah. So of the sports that we've had over this quarantine, there has. We there was obviously the NFL draft, which has been like the first little like sports, I guess sports event that has happened within like the past month, which has been really weird. Yeah. Um, and the virtual NFL draft, I, I watched pretty much all of it, and props to the NFL. That I'm gonna start by saying that props to the NFL because they yeah. made it as seamless as possible like it was a little weird in places but I mean that's a given but I think they did, they did, a, great, job. They did a great job yeah and, and you know I was I was I thought there might be some con- like just connection issues or something some like some technical errors but um I mean I was expecting I, I was really hoping they didn't cancel it because really the NFL draft the best part I think for everyone is seeing the players get drafted and walk on the stage and hold their jersey and obviously that can't happen but really, most of the draft is done between GMs who aren't at the actual draft. It's all done virtually anyway, right? They send a representative yeah. to wherever the draft is, and that, that guy, the representative, is going to give Roger Goodell a card with the player. But really, if they're going to make a trade or draft a guy, it's not like the actual GM or the coach is physically at the draft. So I'm, I'm just a little bit surprised that there were so few trades because – I was. I think this was a draft that there could have been a lot of trades. I think the Lions were a candidate to trade down. They didn't even get a call um, for reports because I mean, really was no different um, the actual trading process. Yeah, and my my thing on that. I mean, now that you pointed out, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you that like you know trades often happen virtually. But I thought you know the lack of trades was probably due to the whole um, just this whole thing being different. Um, maybe teams are scared to kind of go through with one, but I mean, I, I really agree. I don't think there should have been any fall. All right, let, let's jump into the analysis of yeah, the, draft itself. Uh, the first round. So we're going to kind of go um, one through 32. Um, give some I, grades. We'll give, yeah. We, we've given them grades and then, you know, why, why they received that grade. And, you know, if there was a better option on the board, we'll kind of let you know. So um, I'll, I'll start it off with number one. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals took uh, Joe Burrow, quarterback from LSU. Um, yeah. That's the obvious choice. Not much to say about that pick. Not the much to say. Himself. Um, you know, Andy Dalton's had his time with the Bengals. It's, it's time for him to go. Um, you know, it, it, it didn't really work out. I mean, Andy Dalton, you know, they were a playoff team for a couple of years. But, you know, it's, it's time to move on and revamp that offense. So, um, and there's no no one better to do it than Joe Burrow. Um, not not much to say about him. He's all around stud. He's gonna be a star. Um, you know, work ethic. He's he checks all the boxes. He can move in the pocket. Um, so we gave him an A plus for that. Very very easy pick. For yeah. Him. And honestly, if they picked anyone else, that would have been terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Joe, Joe Burrow was the obvious pick. Um, obvious pick. Uh, now number two, uh, Chase Young. That's also seemed like kind of an obvious pick because, uh, well, he's probably the the highest rated just prospect since Clowney. Damian Clowney. Probably the best player in the draft, but I mean, just not. He's not a quarterback, so he, he, exactly. And you know, the thing about DNs, they're usually a safe bet. You know, when some when the a DN is rated high, they usually rated especially this high. They they usually um, transformed to a star in the NFL. I mean, like you said, Clowney. 
Um, so again, and you could argue, I mean, very many people think Chase Young is the best, most talented player in the draft. Um, so getting him at number two is awesome. And the Redskins need some talent on defense. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, the guy had 17 sacks and didn't even play a full season. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's a stud. I mean, he's six, six, like two fifty, but he moved. He's like a linebacker. Yeah, I mean, he's incredible talent. And he's, and he's, from what I know, I don't really know too much about football fundamentals, but from everything that I've read, he's fundamentally sound, which is something that Clowney was, I mean, he's, his fundamentals are better than Clowney. So, like, pretty much he, he can beat any NFL offensive tackle with his physical abilities, but also his technical skill, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. So, third pick, um, Obviously, no surprise. This was the only one that, like, maybe could have switched up, but Detroit Lions kind of kept it simple. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State. And this, uh, with the top three picks, with Chase Young being from Ohio State, Okuda being from Ohio State, and Burrow was at Ohio State. So, yeah, not really. at one point, were on the same – were they on the same team or just same program? They were on the same team, but to say Joe Burrow played for Ohio State is kind of – it's it's a stretch, but I mean technically yeah. technically they were on the same team, but um, you know, Burrow's Burrow's ability is, you know, he, he's an LSU tiger. Yeah, I mean he played thirty snaps at Ohio State. He played yeah. more snap like he played more snaps per game at LSU than he did in his entire career at Ohio State. But yeah. back to that Okuda pick. I mean I, I want to talk about that for a little bit because I think that the Lions missed an opportunity, personally, because I think they, they should not have had the three, the third overall pick. They lost carry on. They lost Stafford. They were depleted, but when they were fully healthy, they were around a 500 team. And I think Akuda is a great player, but I think they just could have searched the market, traded down a little bit. There, I heard the Falcons were in the. I, I thought the Falcons were in the market to trade up and get a stud. Not no. just they, they could have manipulated the the Chargers, the Dolphins, who really wanted to, their quarterbacks. Um, so. I mean, once again, not a bad pick, and they didn't get any calls, so I guess it's kind of hard to, to, you know, condemn them for not trading down, but they, I think they should have looked for them. I, I kind of agree. Um, you know, it would be different if they had rejected some calls down. Um, I'm, not, I'm not really even sure they were looking to trade down, but I, I think it – I agree with you. Um, I think trading down would have honestly been a better move, but, um, I mean, again – if no one's listening, then you got to take the best player available. And I think outside of that, you know, the whole trading down situation, um, I think Jeff Okuda is a great pick. Um, long corner, Ohio State. I mean, um, freak, freakish athleticism. Um, you know, he'll, 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 be a, he'll be a good, good player. Um, so we gave him a grade of A minus. Yeah. A-. So on, on the next player, Andrew Thomas. I think you know. I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not one of the guys that only values athleticism and physical abilities. I also like to look at how they actually played. And Andrew Thomas put both of those together. He was a stud. I think the highest rated offensive tackle. I want to say by PFF. Uh, there's no reason he shouldn't have been the number one over or number one offensive tackle taken. And but a lot of a lot of scouts had Mackay Becton just because he's such a physical freak. Mm-hmm. Or and worse, um, but you know the Giants held went to uh, Andrew Thomas for that pick, which I love because I think he's the best tackle in the draft. How about you, Matt? What do you think? Um, well, I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, the Giants needed a tackle. Uh, it's pretty obvious. Um, you know, they got Saquon, they got uh, Daniel Jones back there. They need to protect him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't mind the pick. Uh, it was Andrew Thomas the best tackle. I'm not sure. I mean, but then again, you look at it of the top four offensive linemen. There's very little separation there. Um, this is a deep lineman class. I, I mean, I don't think you'd go wrong picking any of the tackles. So I, I don't mind the pick. Um, you know, Andrew Thomas checked all the boxes at Georgia. He blocked for some great running backs and some great quarterbacks. So. I don't mind the pick at all. I think Giants saw something in them that, you know, they really liked. Um, they love Georgia players. Um, you know, they saw Lorenzo Carter went there a couple years ago. DeAndre Baker went there last year. Um, just kind of makes sense. I think Andrew Thomas would probably click in their system. So, 
Um, we gave them an A minus. Uh, on to the fifth pick, Miami Dolphins. They drafted uh, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, Alabama. And for me, at the for starters, I'm not a Tagovailoa fan. Um, I think he, yeah, he's got the arm. All right, we see it. And he's, he's got he's got all the skills. He's got the skills. He's got incredible arm, like I mentioned. Um, you know, some of the throws he made at Alabama were just ridiculous. Like, just bomb. Like he can he can do it all arm talent wise. But um, yeah, so I I, under, I understand the appeal for the Miami Dolphins. They're a struggling team. They need some you know talent mm-hmm. injected in that offense. Um, but I'm unsure how he's going to transfer to the next level as far as, you know, the physical aspects of it. Um, at Alabama, he was just injury-plagued all the time. Um, he had a concussion. He had a broken nose, uh, fractured hips. He had a thumb issue or a finger issue at some point. Um, all in just – and he only played two full years as a starter at Alabama. So um, – I'm I'm concerned injury-wise for Tua. I'm not sure how long he'll last in the NFL. Um, And I think he seems to struggle under pressure sometimes. I think when he gets a lot of pressure on him, he just uh, scrambles and just makes, you know, throws it up there. And he had had great receivers to do get that – get those balls completed to him. So, um, I I, I want to root for Tua. I think he's a stud. I think he's he's kind of built almost like Cam, where he's a really big guy. He kind of – but he moves – like Aaron Rodgers in the pocket, you know, mm-hmm. like gets sacked that much. And he, and he's such an accurate passer. But my two criticisms, one, are he has been very injury prone, obviously. Don't have to look too deep into his history to see that. But also, it was, I don't really think he, uh, he had to really learn how to read a defense. When I watched him play, he just kind of threw wherever he wanted to, and the keepers were so good, it just worked. Um, but, <laughs> like, you know, it's just – there was a play in the SEC championship game um, where he threw like right into double coverage, but he put it like right in between the two defenders. It was crazy. I'm like that was an incredible throw, but a terrible one at the same time. Like, why did he throw that? I have no idea. But he got it there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot, like we said, the, the arm talent's unreal. Um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, maybe he didn't have to read a defense. I mean, he had, he was thrown to Jerry Judy. Um, two first round picks and maybe. Rugs. Next year, yeah. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on as far as Alabama receivers. And, you know, the Dolphins don't really have that talent um, at the wideout yeah. position. So, I'm, I'm kind of concerned how that's going to work out. But I don't mind the picks. But, you know, I, I, you know I, gave them, I, I gave them a grade of C+. Plus. I, I do like Tua more than I like the next guy pick, though. Yeah. W- would you like to touch on Justin Herbert, Bradley? I would love to touch on Justin Herbert. The next coming of Mr. Trubisky. Mm. I would love to see a world where Justin Herbert can pan out because he could be like Aiden Manning, you know, but he could also be Mr. Bisky. It really just depends. He's so inconsistent. It's not the inconsistency that bothers me only with him. It's just because like he played four years as a starter. Okay. Which is very rare for a quarterback. And throughout that time, he didn't really get better, which is kind of scary because that means he wasn't really learning how to get better. Um, and if you watch his tape, you'll you'll see us love some games like the game against Colorado, where he looks like a god and he's making throws that are ridiculous, and he looks like he should be a top ten pick. But then some against Auburn, where he looks like he has absolutely no idea what he's doing, and he's just they have him just throw screen passes the whole game because he can't make the right decision or the right throw. But um, if he if the Chargers can coach him to be the player that he has the potential to be, it'll be a great pick. But it, I don't think they can because he hasn't shown any improvement so far. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, uh, there was a stat um, that, you know, over his four years at Oregon, he had thrown, like, so, like, an like an unbelievable amount of screen passes. Yeah, because um, they're safe. And with him throwing down the field, that's not safe. Exactly. And that, that kind of shows you a lot about how his offensive coordinators – perceived him I think if they believe I get throwing screen passes when you're an underclassman or you're a first or second year starter it's a safe pass and you know in a spread offense like Oregon and the Pac-12 where you know defense is kind of you know shaky it's not a bad play but 
when you're a four-year starter and you're in in a game against Auburn and your offensive coordinator's not trusting you to throw it down the field, I mean, that speaks – that yeah, that has a lot sure. about what they really know about Herbert. But at the but, same time, yeah. Like you said, he's got the size, he's got the frame, he's got the arm. If they can, you know, harness the good um, yeah. Herbert, he could be great. But I'm not physically, sure. yeah, physically, he's everything you want in a quarterback. You know, he's tall, strong, big, cannon of an arm. Um, and he moves really, really well for a guy like he's six six. You don't really see guys that are six six move like that. So physically, I mean, he he's a specimen. He can be stud, but um, he's got to put the mental part of the game together. Yeah. So with all that being said, we gave him a grade of a C, very, very, very average. Um, so on to the seventh pick, Carolina Panthers select Derek Brown, uh, yeah. tackle out of Auburn. Me um, as a Georgia fan and Bradley as a Georgia fan know a lot about Derek Brown. Um, he's a very, very good player. Very good player. Um, for me personally with this pick, it's just that, you know, he does fill a hole. They did lose Gerald McCoy on the D line last year and they had a very bad run defense, but they, you know, who else they lost Matt? What? You, the Panthers lost Luke Keekley. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, kind of like maybe the greatest linebacker of the decade. Exactly. That's a, that's a big hole. And you know who's on the board? Isaiah Simmons. That's who I was there. Just because it's a bigger hole. But the Derrick Brown pick wasn't bad. Just not the right fit. For, or not the right pick. Yeah, I would have loved to see Isaiah Simmons go here now that you kind of mention it. Um, yeah. Isaiah Simmons, we'll, we'll touch on him a little later, or really next pick. But um, Isaiah Simmons can do it all. Um, he can fill that hole at – at linebacker that they were missing with Luke Keekley. Um, so, I mean, I, I get the pick. Derek Brown's a beast. Um, but I did not like how far Isaiah Simmons slipped in this one. May, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't think he really slipped too much because I, I don't think he was really ever going to be taken by anyone before the Panthers, you know, mm-hmm. the Giants. But the Giants really needed a line help. So, True. Very true. But, I mean, you know, Isaiah Sim- uh, we'll, we'll touch Isaiah Simmons in a second, but uh, what did you grade the, um, the Carolina Panthers pick? I think I gave it a, a B plus because, once again, great player. He does fill a hole. Just not the best pick they could have had given Isaiah Simmons was on the board and they're right. hole in the linebacker. So, speaking of Isaiah Simmons, the Cardinals uh, selected Isaiah Simmons linebacker. Or is he a linebacker? No one really knows. He's, he's anything. He's anything you want. What I love about Isaiah Simmons and kind of like, you know, what they always talk about um, with Isaiah Simmons is if you ask him what position he plays, he says, I play defense. And I think that is very true when it comes to Isaiah Simmons. He plays all over. Um, he played some, a lot of snaps at corner or uh, slot corner. He played some at safety. Um, like an outside corner. He can do whatever yeah. you want him to do, which is what is so crazy because he's huge, but he runs like he's a wide receiver and he's – Got the strength of a any anyone, yeah. Exactly, and the and what the Cardinals need right now um, is defense. Um, they, I think, they were dead last last mm-hmm. season in yards allowed per game, and they gave up twenty seven points per game, right. um, which is not that's not going to get you anywhere. I'm very excited about this Cardinals team because now they got Kyler going into his second year. They got D Hop. They got. Uh, Kenyon Drake, they got Larry Fitzgerald still, they got Christian Kirk. They're going to be really fun to watch. And now that they got some defensive pieces as well, um, yeah. I think they're going to be a very good team. I think if, a- if Kyler Murray can, you know, step it up just a tad bit, um, I think they could be really good. And, you know, Ky- Kyler Murray made a, you know, he, he impressed me a lot his rookie season. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I had my doubts with him with his frame um, if he was going to, you know, be able to transfer to the next level, but he obviously did. Um, but, but I love the pick by the Cardinals. Um, he's Simmons is just bigger, stronger. Anyone else? Um, great value for number eight. I give it yeah. an A. You know, what I like more than the pick itself for the Cardinals. What? What do you like more than the pick? Cliff Kingsbury's draft pad. Oh yeah, we that, have to touch on that. That was, that was ridiculous. Whoa, whoa. So um, yeah, Twitter had fun with that one. I like, honestly, I have no idea how good of a coach Kingsbury is, but his air raid is really fun to watch, and he obviously has a very cool house. So no matter how bad of a football coach he is, 
Cliff Kingsbury is a legend. Yeah, if you haven't seen that, go go check Twitter. Um, so on to the ninth pick. Uh, Bradley, you want to break this one down? Yeah, so uh, Jaguars with the ninth pick took C.J. Henderson from Florida. And I hate this pick. I think Matt agrees with me somewhat. I think I'm a little bit – my hatred is a little bit stronger than Matt's, but I think yeah. he me on the argument. So pretty much Jaguars, they lost – pretty much everyone from that Saxonville defense they had in 2017. And they're in a kind of a weird spot because they have holes everywhere now. And cornerback was no doubt one of those holes. But I think that C.J. Henderson was not the guy to do that because he gets a lot of hype because he's really athletic, but he can't cover. And if you if you want to watch him not cover, watch him against Lawrence Cager. That guy didn't do Very he, true. Very true. Okay, Lawrence Cager is a stud, in my opinion. I'm very biased, but very biased, very biased opinion. I'm very biased to say he's a stud, but like compared to the receivers that are in the NFL, like Lawrence Cater didn't get drafted, and that was I honestly I don't I can't remember a time where I've seen a corner get burnt more than C.J. Henderson on that like 50-yard touchdown in that Georgia Florida game. Oh yeah, it was that was awesome. wide open. If we we need to, I mean, you could probably look it up on YouTube. I mean, there was not a Florida. Def- I don't know if it was a plus coverage. Um, it was bad, but I don't. It was it was bad. It was embarrassing. Like and also against LSU, they got lit up. But everyone got love against LSU. Not gonna hold that against CJ. Yeah, I mean, well. LSU has some elite receivers. I mean, you can't knock them for that. But, um, but uh, I also think if they wanted to take a cornerback, they could have traded down a little bit. The Bucks clearly wanted to trade up. They did trade up. I think that would have been a good spot because I think the Falcons might have taken Henderson, but they could have gotten a little bit out of it. And I just hate T.J. Henderson. He's not as good as people think he is. Yeah, I mean, and I, I don't think in any world, in my opinion, is he a top ten pick. Um, I've I've seen him at his worst. Maybe that's part of it. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't like the pick. We gave him a D plus. Uh, but you know, they they address Jacksonville address a need, so you can't knock him too much. Um, so we'll go on to the next one. The Browns. <laughs> Selected uh, Jedrick Wills. Yeah. Tackle out of Alabama. Awesome uh, pick. Yeah. I, I like the pick. Um, I think he's, yeah, I think behind Thomas, he's the second best uh, tackle in the draft. The Browns needed some O line help to protect Baker. They struggled there. Mm-hmm. I really too much to say. I think it's a great pick. Great pick. Uh, one thing to note, though, is uh, Jedrick Wills played a right tackle because. Uh, his quarterback Tua was left-handed, so he was protecting yeah. the line side. So yeah. um, you can expect to see Wills transition over to the right side to protect uh, Baker's blind side as well. Yeah, so there, sure. there could be a little, you know, fall, there there could be something there to look into. But you know, we like to pick. Oh, um, I think it's a great pick. Gave him a grade, grade, you know, very solid B. Um, eleventh yeah. pick, the Jets select Makai Becton. Offensive tackle out of Louisville. Yeah, and um, Makai Beckton has the potential to be a absolute stud. And if he'd been the first alignment off the board, I would have been a little bit upset about this pick. But you know, the Jets needed an alignment, and I think behind Thomas and uh, Jedrick Will, he's the next best thing. And uh, hopefully, the, the Jets can harness his potential because if so, it's a great pick. Yeah, I, I like the pick. Um, the film they showed on the draft was just ridiculous. I mean, he was just pancaking all the. Mm. ACC defenders, um, you know, I mean, then again, they're ACC players. They don't really play much defense, but, um, you know, I mean, they were put, he was putting D1 athletes on their back. Oh, yeah, pancake. I mean, he had some highlights where he had multiple pancakes in the same play, which is – Yeah, it was, it, was, it, it was an awesome highlight reel. So, uh, we gave him a grade of an A, very, very solid pick. He could have easily been the fourth pick, um, you know – it's just depend on how he fits. So, twelfth uh, pick, Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. That's new. Weird. That's new. Weird. It's a little weird. Yeah. They selected Henry Ruggs the third, wide receiver from Alabama. Yeah. So I uh, I like the player. He's I mean, what was he? Four two eight forty. Four two seven. You can't mention Henry Ruggs without saying he's fast. I mean, he's a world class sprinter, no doubt. But but. I don't think he's better than Jerry Judy. Me neither. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, he, Jerry Judy was the number one receiver in that Alabama offense for a reason. And I also think that he fits – Jerry Judy would have fit the Raiders better because 
what the Raiders like are like like slow, like methodical drives mm-hmm. where Judy is like a possession receiver, a great route runner would fit perfectly instead of like the speed burner and um, and Henry Ruggs. But I still think Henry Ruggs is a great player. It wasn't a bad pick. It just wasn't who I would have gone. Yeah, I agree. I definitely – I think I would have gone with Judy. Um, Judy can run the full route tree um, any any route. He's a he's the best route Ju- – Judy's the best route runner, no no question, this draft. Oh, sure. Uh, I've um, seen comparisons that, like like the greatest route runners of all time. Jerry Judy's supposed to be that good at running his routes. Yeah, um, but, you know, Ruggs is more – he can take the top off of defense. Like, he, he's that deep threat. Um, He'll burn you on a slant route. Uh, there's been multiple highlights of him at Alabama just catching a slant and going 75 yards. Um, four two seven, you can't knock it. Um, I, I think there are better options on the board. Maybe even C.D. Lamb, you could make the argument. Um, oh, yeah, but, but I don't mind the pick. Raiders need some uh, need some spark, so we give it a B minus. Yeah, uh, 13th pick. The Buccaneers select Tristan Wirfs from Iowa, offensive tackle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like the I, – I think he's very good and has a lot of potential because he's super athletic and he ran – like, he's – what? He didn't even run, like, a 4 6 five, 40, like, Yeah, it was ridiculous. He's an he's And an you saw, saw a video of him just jumping out of the pool. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. But also, um, the 49ers just played them. Their, their 49ers were never going to take a tackle, and they, they got them to trade up a spot. So, I don't like – I mean, they just gave up necessary capital to move up one spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought for the first trade of the night, I thought that was a little weird. You know, San Francisco moving up – like, oh, yeah. moving down one pick. Um, I don't know. That, that was good on the 49ers part, but I guess oh, yeah. Tampa Bay really wanted to trade up. and. You know, when you sign the greatest quarterback to ever touch football, you should take yeah, him. offensive tackle. And Especially when he's 43 already. Yeah. He's not going to be able to. Exactly. So, um, yeah, raw talent. He does need to kind of develop a little bit, but, you know, grade B+. Plus. Um, we'll move on to number 14, San Francisco 49ers. They selected Javon Kinlaw, defensive lineman from South Carolina. And uh, – yeah, break this one down. Yeah, so I uh, this is I got to I got to give it up to John Lynch, 49ers GM, because he probably won the draft in my opinion, mm. um, or he did very well. Um, because not only did they swindle the Bucks, they also they I mean they they went with the strategy you trade trade the expensive player to draft. So they signed Armstead, traded Buckner, took a replacement in Kinlaw. Nice. And, you know, that is a great strategy. I would have – I think they should have traded Eric, to be honest, but whatever, because I think Javon Kinlaw is that good. I watched him against Georgia destroy our offensive line. I think oh he's – Oh, my gosh. Just ripping the crap. Uh, he's a stud. He, he did an interview, Matt, and uh, people asked him, like, what is your – what's your go-to move if you're trying to beat an offensive lineman? He goes, let's push him out of the way. And they go – the guy goes, um, he goes, well, it does, but if it didn't work, I'll just push him harder. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that, that just speaks to the player Ken Law is. I mean, he's just power. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, what was I going to say? I mean, with 49ers being the runner-up, you know, kind of coming off a little uh, a, a bummer in the Super Bowl, you know, blowing that lead uh, towards the end. You know, you want to see – it's, it's kind of rare. You want to see the runner-up make it back. You um. Shanahan was so close, and, you know, he's been close before and just has never been able to do it. So, I like the pick, and hopefully it can make them, back, make them uh, continue into being title contenders. So, I, I gave him an A-plus for that pick. I, I like the pick. Yeah, I love the pick. It's, um, I really, really wanted the Falcons to take Ken Law, but that can't happen. Yeah. All right, so 15th pick, we're nearing halfway. Uh, the Broncos select Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama. Yeah, I'll just shout him. out. Yeah, shout out to the Broncos. That's a great pick. We touched, on, we touched on him a little earlier, you know. Yeah, um, but the Broncos really need some weapons. I am excited to watch the Broncos. Oh, they, they took a speed burner and K.J. Hamler in the second round. So now I think their offense is going to be elite, getting a lot of weapons to help out 
second Drew Lock, yeah. So um, I think it was a great pick. Yeah, we touched on it a little earlier. He's got great speed, four four five at the combine, best route runner. Um, he'll fit right in uh, at the fifteenth pick. Great value, great pick for the Broncos. Uh, grade A. All right, on to the sixteenth. The Falcons select AJ Terrell, cornerback, Clemson. This one had a little. Uh, this one was a little controversial, I think. Um, you know, as a Falcons fan, I saw it and I was like, "Oh, cornerback Clemson is a good pick." Um, but the more I looked into it, you know, I, I think we should have taken, um, you know, a linebacker at this slot. I just, yeah. I, I don't know about the, the spot itself. I, I don't know. I mean, I think Terrell is going to be a pretty good player, but I think that we should have traded down a little. And I've heard the Raiders were going to take him, but. That would have been okay with me because I think someone like Christian Fulton or Jeff Gladney might actually – or Noah Noah Ignabone from Auburn. I'll butcher his name. I think they're all better than Terrell. I agree. Um, but, you know, we're the, – the Falcons are, you know, we've always struggled at corner. Um, what I've heard about Terrell is he's a glorified Desmond Trufant, which isn't – you know, he's grabby pass interference galore so I mean I don't I don't love it I don't love what I see on tape he got destroyed by the LSU wide receiver absolutely but um, it's, yeah we really really needed a cornerback so I mean at least we address that yeah and at this point I think it was a desperation pick um but it filled a need and you know the and just speaking to the need of the Falcons at corner um we the the Falcons they were 17th in the league for total interceptions, but you say 17th, um, that's not too bad. It's about average, but it really wasn't because you know we played Jameis Winston twice a year. Yeah, so he's gonna throw a couple interceptions in there. So you know, not I don't mind the pick, but I felt it was a little desperate. I, I think we're wanting to trade up, so we gave him uh, C plus. So 17 overall, Cowboys select C D Lamb. Wide receiver, Oklahoma. What do you think about this one? So, C.D. Lamb is probably my favorite receiver in this draft. I mean, I've watched him as a freshman, played so well in the Rose Bowl against Georgia. Um, but I think, you know, the Cowboys should have probably replaced a position. But at the same time, I, cannot, I can't make fun of the pick because they're going to be so good. They got Zeke. They got Dak. They got Amari Cooper. They got a C.D. Lamb. They have um, – uh, what's his name? Give me a second. Think of his name. The guy from Colorado State. Colorado. Oh, I'm not sure who you're talking about. They got uh, Amari Cooper too. I said Amari. You mentioned Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um, but that that's the thing about the Cowboys, though. I feel like Cowboys, you know, being America's team, they always get the the hype for anyone they pick. Michael Gallup. Michael yeah. Gallup. That's who it was. They're gonna. Um, they're. They're. I think they should have. They lost their center in Travis Frederick, who's very good for them for a long time. I think they need it to replace him or replace Byron Jones. But um, their offense is going to be elite, so I guess I can't make fun of the pick too much. I gave it a B plus. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind the pick at wide receiver, but I think it puts pressure on Dak, honestly. I think that's what this pick does. Dak's got the weapons now. He's got it all. I mean, you could not ask for more weapons in Dallas, and can he put them – can he win them a playoff game, get them to the playoffs, win a couple games, you know, start contending for a Super Bowl. That's what, you know, Dallas yeah. are thinking about right now. That's what now. he's got to be able to do. They're in win-now mode. Um, offense should not be a struggle anymore. There's no more excuses for Dak. Um, he yeah. keeps holding out for money, but, you know, if you're not winning, you don't get money. So Yeah, I, I guess the argument is if we can score 40 points a game, we should probably be about pretty well off, you know? Exactly. But we graded it a B plus. Um, all right, on to 18. The Dolphins select Austin Jackson, another offensive tackle, um, USC. Um, the Dolphins, you know, they really needed an, an O-lineman. I think they knew they were picking two at five, so they needed someone to protect him because, uh, you know, he is injury prone. So, you know, they got that one out of the way. Um, very mobile. Uh, two-time All Pac-12 team, um, and you know best best alignment available at the time of the pick. So, you know, yeah, not not, not too much to say. Yeah, 
great pick. Um, we give it an A plus. You know, that's he's, yeah. I think he just turned twenty recently or something. So he's very young yeah, too. Very young. Into a good player. Yeah. Um, yeah. He'll develop nicely. I hope. All right. So again, the Raiders back on the clock. They selected uh, Damon Arnett, cornerback out of OSU. Yeah. You know, kind of the same thing I said with uh, with Terrell. I, mean, I think they wanted to take Terrell, which is why this is kind of a desperation panic kind of thing. But I think they, they didn't have to pick him in the first round. They could have gotten him in the second round. If they won a corner, there are better options available. Um, he just – it was just – it kind of – I was very surprised by that one. I thought there was going to be um, a different player picked or he was going to go a lot later. Yeah, I mean, outside of Okuda, it was, you know, the cornerback class in this draft was Okuda, then you could make for an argument for Henderson, and then it was everyone else. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, it depended on who they saw in film, you know, who they believed in as far as cornerback went. You know, you see Ohio State. Ohio State's produced some great corners. Um, they are. But you know, a big criticism that I've seen of Arnett is that he played alongside Okuda, who's always locking down the number one game, and he played alongside Sean Wade, who's also good. But also, he played behind Nick and Joey Bosa and Chase Young, who always made it easier for him with their pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, you you can definitely make that argument. Like, that's a very valid argument. Arnett maybe had a lot of help from – definitely had a lot of help from that Ohio State defense. Um you know, he never had to guard the number one guy. That was never his problem, you know. Um, I'm not sure who the Raiders have at cornerback right now. Um, but I, I don't I don't really like the pick. But, you know, it's a cornerback from Ohio State. You know, hopefully they can develop him. So, we gave it a grade of C-. minus. So, all right, on to 20. The Jaguar select, Calavion Ch- Chaseon. How do you pronounce yeah. that? Clavon Chason. Chason, yeah, yeah. I like the pick. I mean, they they uh, they bounced back from their last pick and they addressed the need. And Chason is a great player. I'm kind of surprised that he fell this far, to be honest. Um, he's going to fit well right next to Josh Allen, who they took in the first round last year, and he'll learn a little bit behind Yannick and Gakwe before he eventually leaves town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind the pick. I I kind of wish the Falcons took him. Uh, you know, his film at LSU was ridiculous. Um, you know, LSU, SEC defense, you know, you can't ask for more, especially for the Jaguars that are trying to, you know, get back to that Saxonville 2017 team. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so we gave it a grade of A. Uh, on the 21st pick, uh, the Eagles select Jalen Rieger, wide receiver out of TCU. What do you think about this one? You know, they really, really needed a receiver, and they addressed it. And Rager is, from what I've read, a great receiver. But is he better than Justin Jefferson? Is he better than T. Higgins? I don't really know. Yeah, that was my problem with it. Um, they, it was obvious the Eagles were going to select a receiver. Uh, they were, at one point, their number one receiver was like Nelson Aguilar, I'm pretty sure. Or Greg Ward, who played quarterback. Yeah, Greg Ward. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, they need a receiver bad. Did they select the right receiver? I'm not sure. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson is going to be the a number one receiver in the league. Um, or they even I, – I wrote down, they even could have traded up, you know, for C.D. Yeah, C.D. Lamb, yeah, definitely. Or, or that would have been awesome if they had done that. Yeah, I, I feel like that would have been a good, a good trade up. Maybe they were trying to and Cowboys weren't you know, messing with that pick, but, um, you know, and he's my, – my knock on him is he's small. Um, he may struggle against, you know, bigger corners due to a smaller frame. Um, but then again, he selected uh, – it was a solid pick. It filled a need for the Eagles, but I really think they should have gone Justin Jefferson here. Yeah, me too. But, you know, at the same time, they addressed the need. I don't think Rager's a bad player by any means. I think it's a little good pick, just not the best. Yeah, we gave it a, a B-. minus. So. Speaking of Jeff, Justin Jefferson, we're on to the Vikings. Selected Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, LSU. Yeah, um, that, yeah. awesome pick. They, I mean, they kind of did the same thing the Niners did, and they traded away Stephon Diggs and got his replacement. Yeah, not great, great pick, great pick, not to say the least. 
Um, you know, he, like I said before, he has number one receiver potential. Um, easily could be best the best receiver in this draft, which is saying a lot. You know, I mean, you saw what he did to Oklahoma. That was crazy. Yeah, I mean, turn on the tape against you know in the college football playoff alone. This yeah, and was going crazy. Um, and then you think of you know successful receivers in the in the NFL from LSU. You got Odell Beckham, uh, Jarvis Landry. Yeah. You know this could be a this could be a big steal for Minnesota, especially now that Stephon Diggs is in Buffalo. So yeah, uh, grade A minus. Uh, all right, onto the Chargers. Select Kenneth Murray, linebacker from Oklahoma. Yeah. So that that guy from you know what I've read is one of the most athletic people in the draft. Um, I think he's, he has potential to be very very good, but he's very raw. I've seen a lot of comparisons to uh, Tremaine Edmonds from Buffalo as. They're both just super athletic, and when you watch them play, you're like, wow, how did he do that? But he yeah. did some things that are like, why did he do that? Mm-hmm. So you pitch him up, you can turn him into a stud. Um, and I was kind of surprised that the Chargers traded up for him, but if they can get a good coaching job on them, then I think he can be an absolute stud, especially playing with Joey Bosa at defense and Derwin James. Defense is going to be scary good if he develops. Yeah, and my, my whole knock on him is he's from Oklahoma. Um, yeah. Oklahoma's never had – They've never really had a good uh, defense recently. But yeah, but he's kind of been a standalone guy on a bad defense. Yeah, he's, and I, I've heard many people say that, you know, if no Kenneth Murray, Oklahoma allows 60 points per game, um, kind of held that defense together. Um, you know, Oklahoma has been – and really just the Big 12 and um, in general has just been notorious for having terrible defenses. So that's – it's kind of weird to see a defensive player um, go off the from the Big Twelve go off so early, but I, I don't like I don't mind the pick because it, it is Kenneth Murray. He's an athlete, um, great linebacker. So grade A minus. All right, on to the Saints. Caesar Ruiz, center from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. first off, I'm a little unsure about why the Saints picked a lineman in this draft. Maybe it was just because you know, four or five had gone previous, and they kind of were in a scramble mode. Um, I think they were project. I think they were hoping to pick a lineman later with their later yeah. picks. Um, and it seemed as though Saints were going to go linebacker, um, but I think because of the scramble with so many taken, it, they went lineman. Um, I don't. I don't. I didn't really. The Saints didn't really fill a need here. And I think they left a lot of talent on the board. So I'm not really sure about this. I, I was a little confused when I saw it. So a good player. Not a knock on Cesar Ruiz. Obviously he had a great story if you covered that. Right. Of course. Great, great player. Yeah. I'm just I'm not sure if this is the right program. Yeah, not the right fit. I get that for sure. Uh, so I gave it a grade D. Nothing on Ruiz. I, I just don't like the picks from the Saints. Um all right, twenty fifth pick, the 49ers. Uh, select Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver, Arizona State. He is fascinating to me because he's 5'11", but he's got the wingspan of someone who is 6'8", which is crazy. Yeah. I, mean, like, I mean, you know, he might not be tall, but he could probably win jump balls just because his arms are so long mm-hmm. for his lack of actual height. But he's also a great route runner, good speed. Good. He's gonna, I think he's going to be a very good player. And Kyle yeah. definitely find a way to use him, yeah. 49ers, you know, needed needed a wide receiver. So, I, I don't mind the pick. Um, I think those long arms are going to help him fight against uh, bigger defenders in the NFL, B- bigger corners, you know, like a Richard Sherman, um, you know, who – He's on his team. <laughs> oh, shoot, yeah. Yeah. A, a Richard Sherman-like corner was what I meant. Um, you know, I, I – you know, with a small corner like that, you know, they're always going to have to deal with press coverage. Um, so, I mean, I think the long wingspan will help them. I don't mind the pick at all. Uh, I gave it a grade of B+. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the pick, too. Um, I, I honestly I – mean, I don't really have much to say about it anymore other than what I have. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan is an offensive genius, and whatever he thinks is good is probably good. So – all right, now probably one of the most controversial picks in the first round. Um, the Packers selected Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. Yeah. What do you think about this? 
Well, okay. Once again, I'm not going to knock on the player because I think Jordan Love has potential to be great, and I think drafting him behind Aaron Rodgers to help him like tap into his potential would be awesome for him. But the Packers don't have the luxury of picking a backup quarterback to develop in the quarterback of the future. They were in the NFC Championship last year, and they were really not as good as people thought they were. But they needed a weapon. Aaron Rodgers needs something behind besides Devontae Adams, and this is the draft to do that. There's so many good wide receivers, but they they didn't do that, and they took his heir apparent, or, um, which is weird to me. It's almost like they're giving up, and I just don't. They, I think they're they're they have too much talent to just give up and rebuild. They need their holes and contend for a Super Bowl. And they, the thing about the Packers is, you know, at the time of the pick, I was like, I was shocked. First off, I was like, wow. Um, but then I was like, okay, well, maybe they see a wide receiver down the line. Um, and future up. Once. But here's the thing. They didn't pick a wide receiver in this draft. They didn't. They did. It's bizarre. I don't know they, what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing here. I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is probably livid. I, you saw he went on, like, I think the Pat McAfee show, maybe. He went on some radio show and was talking about how, like, he really wanted just a wide receiver. He was really excited about this class of, of so many wide receivers, and then he didn't get any of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be pretty mad, too, if I was Aaron Rodgers. Maybe they I, – I don't know. Maybe they hopefully sign one. Uh, I really don't understand what's going on. But, you know, I, I'm not really sure – What's going on there in Green Bay? Again, not a knock on Jordan Love. I just thought for sure they were going to pick a, a wide receiver or some kind of weapon. I think they ended up picking, like, a tight end, like, the seventh round. But, like, you know, like, at least give them some help. I mean, I'm not one to give up on Aaron Rodgers at all. I, I no, mean, I mean, he's not what he used to be, but he's still definitely capable of winning a Super Bowl with some weapons around him. Exactly. So, we gave this pick a D-. minus. Um, for pretty obvious reasons. All right, 27th pick, Seahawks select Jordan Brooks, linebacker at Texas Tech. Yeah, just a weird pick to me. They don't need some – I don't think they're going to be able to pay Jadavion Clowney, so they're going to have to find a replacement for him. And I think there are people like Yeter Gross Matos or A.J. Epinesa that would have been a good fit there instead of taking another linebacker. Uh, but that's, just, that's what I got to say. Just keep it simple, weird pick, um, yeah. grade C-. minus. All right, 28th pick, Ravens select Patrick Queen, linebacker out of LSU, another LSU Tiger off the board. Um, he's a great player. Uh, he probably honestly would have been well, uh, a lot more known and you know had a higher draft position if he didn't play behind Devin White last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ravens don't, don't really have any glaring holes on their roster. So, you know, adding Queen um, – he has great upside and can learn behind C.J. Mosley. Um, you know, I don't mind the pick at all. Uh, grade A-. minus. Yeah. yeah, great pick. Uh, the Ravens are in a spot where they can pick anyone they want to. And, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so, the Titans select Isaiah Wilson, offensive yeah. of Georgia, a second offensive lineman from Georgia. Um, I, I, I like the pick. He Me is, too. He's huge. 6'7", 340. Um, you know, he's blocking for Derrick Henry. Um, also huge. You could say he's blocking for Ryan Tannehill, but I'm not sure if he's blocking for Ryan Tannehill. Um, he's more blocking for Derrick Henry. So, yeah. um, yeah. yeah, I like the pick. Great pick, and they, you know, with their run-heavy offense, they really needed a replacement for Jack Conklin, and they well, I got one. The only thing is that they probably could have traded back if they wanted him, but uh. They didn't. It's still a great pick, great fit. Yeah, I don't mind it. Grade A. All right, Dolphins on the board again. Um, I'm going to butcher this name. Yeah, it's – I think it's Noah Igenabone, but – Igenabone. Got that wrong, just let me know. Yeah, cornerback from Auburn, another another cornerback gone. Um, kind of like I said earlier, after uh, – uh, Okuda and Henderson, it was pretty much, you know, no one really knew how good these corners were after those two. Um, you know, I don't mind the pick. He's a good player, um, you know, but I don't, I don't, I think there's a bigger hole on their roster, especially at the running back position. 
Oh, yeah. They just traded uh, Kenyon Drake to the Cardinals last season, I think. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, it's not even that they have that big of a hole at running backs. Also, they, they paid Xavier Howard and Byron Jones a lot of money to let yeah. me cornerbacks and they just drafted another one. Oh great. yeah. I mean that that corner that cornerback room is just, you know, stacked. Um and I'm not sure if they're getting much production out of them anyway, so Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. You know, <laughs> solid C. Yeah. All right. Now the Vikings Here. um traded back to get Jeff Gladney, the cornerback from TCU. Which, um, I mean, they really needed a cornerback. They let uh, Xavier Rhodes walk, which was interesting to me. But they, uh, I mean, they traded back to go get a guy that they like. Um, they addressed their two biggest needs. I, I, I mean, I get a great grade. Um, get an, I gave it an A. And I think their whole draft was awesome. I think if you had told them you're going to get Justin Jefferson and, and a cornerback, it would have been, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah solid pick. Uh, we gave it a grade of an A. And last pick. 30-second 30, 30 pick, the Chiefs selected Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running back out of LSU. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not a big fan of this pick. I think DeAndre Swift definitely should have been the, the first running back off the off here. Um, yeah, I think, I think DeAndre Swift's a lot better. But um, at the same time, I can't fault this pick too much. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a great player. Um, I, I, Andy Reid compared him to Brian Westbrook, from who he coached in Philadelphia. That, yeah. It's small but strong pass catching back, which you too. And I think DeAndre Swift is the better player, and I think that would have made this pick great. But I can't fault him on either. Yeah, I do too. I feel like passing on DeAndre Swift is probably going to be a mistake for them. Um, but you know, if you're the Chiefs, you can't really pick anyone that's going to hurt your team. Yeah, especially because they already have Daryl Williams. So yeah, it doesn't doesn't turn out well. He, you know, he. Had a huge run to seal the Super Bowl. They love him. Yeah, and and the Chiefs, you know, with that offense, I mean, you're just kind of putting some, you know, icing on the cake as far as you know offense goes. So we gave it a B plus, and that's going to wrap up our first round analysis. Brad, it's been fun. Glad we were able to um, do this, even oh, yeah, despite sure. quarantine. And I'm happy with how the draft went. And me too. Um, yeah, hopefully we can push out some more podcast once more sports happens but you know it's kind of tough we're gonna do what we can and you know just be on the lookout for more uh more podcasts coming so thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you next time